0: I have a note app that I like to keep on my my phone called Evernote and Evernote is, it's spelled E V E R N O T E. And it's a great app because I can store my notes or recordings, screenshots, articles, hell, whatever I want to, man, I can store it right there. And it's cool because it syncs across all your devices, meaning that I can put some notes in there at work. But then when I get home, if I still need, if I need those notes, if I need to reference back to those things, I can pull them up on my phone. It all syncs all the way across. So, I love the app, man. And on there, I have a section too that and you can you can create little subsections in there. And in there I have a a, a part in there that's called book notes. So, when I when I check out a book through the digital library after 2 weeks, man, they got to go back. I can't keep the books unless I just choose to buy it. But, you know, if I just if I just check out the book for 2 weeks, it's mine for 2 weeks. And so everything that I've highlighted, it stores it in Kindle. And what I do is right before it goes back, I, uh, I take those notes and I forward them over to my Evernote. So that way I keep the notes forever. The book is gone, but I have, I have the highlights. And occasionally when I'm just kind of in that dry season or I'm just really not wanting to sit down and read what I've been reading, I'll sit back on my back patio and I'll look through over, uh, look through some of the old book notes that I had. And I came across a a book that I'd read by Peter Vogt, V-O-O-G-D. No, no, man. I guess I I guess I read it like four years ago, and and in it uh, was Peter's advice: eight ways to increase your confidence. <laughs> no confidence. If 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 any of us as salespeople have anything on our Christmas list, God knows it's confidence. The gift of cos confidence is what we need, man. It's what we want. And I'm not talking about confidence when, when things are going good in your life. Hell, all of us have that. That ain't hard. When you're winning, your confidence is high. But what about when you're losing? Or not even when you're losing. Sometimes, but you're not winning either. You know, when, when the customer, you, you don't feel like you lost because the customer hadn't totally told you no, yet they're not saying, okay, we'll take it today. And you're kind of in that no man's land where it's just not all coming together. Well, when all that starts racking up, man, your mind starts playing tricks on you, you start losing your confidence. And so I I read this list. I said, man, I got to share this with my listeners. It's eight ways. So I'm going to chop this uh, podcast up for time purposes in in, in two different sections. We're going to talk about four today, and then we'll talk about four on the next episode. The first way to increase your confidence, man, is choices. And you got to understand, man, you only have two choices to make today. It's real easy. Yes or no. (laughs) <laughs> but your choices have consequences. And you know what? You can do anything you want to do, anything, but they got consequences. Do to have salespeople all the time and, and they bitch about how bad their month is going. They bitch about how they're not getting enough leads, they're not getting enough customers, or all the customers they're working with, they're they're they 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 can't buy, they're not qualified, they're upside down, whatever the case may be. They bitch about all these kind of different things. And normally when they're bitching, it's not because they're standing up. It's not because they're in motion going to the next customer. Normally they're sitting down telling me this shit. And they're 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 they're, they're leaning back in their chair, they're shaking their head and they're saying these things you know what else they do? When they bitch about that, you know what they do? They go home when it's time to go home. They clock out. They keep a schedule. See, they want good things to come their way. Yet, you take your days off. You leave on time. Well, that's your choices, bro. If, it, look, if you got something to do with your family, by all means, go. Take the day off. But, see, if you're clocking in and out, If you're showing up based on a schedule and not on an obligation, you do understand you got an obligation, don't you? And your obligation is, see, when you left your family this morning, when you kissed your babies goodbye, you said, you know what? I'm going to work to be productive. I'm going to work to be successful. I'm going to work so that I can provide more for you. Yet when you go to work, what are you doing? That's your choices. You're going to stand around. You're going to talk about what the fuck LeBron did last night. Who cares? LeBron ain't talking about you. Monday Night Football ain't talking about you. It's your choices that you make. And you got an obligation, man, to yourself and to those who you leave and those who you lead. But that's your choice, man. That's your choice. And you got to live with those choices. But see, if you're letting if you're letting your success be dictated by what's on a piece of paper, on a work schedule, whether you should or shouldn't show up, well, that's your choice, and you got to live with those things. Because let me tell you something: no one or no thing is holding you back, unless you choose to let those things hold you back. That's the first one. Hell, we could turn the whole damn thing off right there. But there's more. But wait, there's more. Challenges is your second one. Yes. Through challenges, man. Challenges increase your confidence. Because here's the thing, challenges make you come alive. Because see, we sleepwalk through life. We sleepwalk through our days. We sleepwalk through our professions, man. Their graveyard is full of people who 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 died at 25 or, or who ceased living at 25 and they died at, at 75. See, they 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 they, they being challenged. That's why you hear so many people, man, when they retire, they go home and like a week later after retire, everything they've worked for, they go home and all of a sudden they die. You know why? Because, because they're not challenged anymore, man. Sometimes life will subject you to challenges and you got to rise up to those challenges or shrink into them. But then there's other, other times, man, the challenges are sometimes done by life, but sometimes you, you gotta put some self-imposed challenges in there where the bar gets raised or you set the bar a little bit higher and then you gotta go up there and you gotta hit it, man. I know you want it easy. Hell, who doesn't want it easy? But the challenges are what's keeping you alive in life, man. Challenges are what's making you successful. Let me tell you something. If, sales, if the sales profession was not a challenge, you would have never got the job because nobody would have ever left. It was easy. The fact that you're, you filled someone else's shoes and all of us had filled somebody else's shoes. And the reason why we fill somebody else's shoes is because they stopped challenging themselves. They back down to the challenge. And then what they did is is they bounced out. They went somewhere else. See, sales wouldn't be as financially rewarding if it didn't have challenges. Yes, they have challenges. Your customers have challenges. The situations, the circumstances, the economy, the environments, the tornadoes, the the earthquakes, the fires, all these kind of different things do their challenges. Yet salespeople amaze me. The reason why they amaze me is because no matter what the challenge is, good salespeople do they figure it out you got to have these challenges. Peter writes this. Peter writes, he said, if if it's easy, you don't want it. And if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. See, challenges are what changed you. And yes, they're challenges now, but then you'll look back on it after you overcome those things. Number one, you're way more confident. And number two, you say, that's the best thing that could ever happen to me. I swore I thought I was going to die. That thing damn near buried me. But I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for it. I rose up to the challenge. I almost got consumed in it, but I made it and you're confident and you're changed. The third one, man, is consistency. Back to the book, Peter writes this. He says, consistency is all about character. Can you do what you say that you're going to do? Have you developed an identity, an identity with yourself that whatever you say, your actions follow? Did you see that? It's not an identity of what everybody, see, there's identity, there's social media identity where you can, you can get people looking at you through certain filters and whatever you want them to see. See, that's that bullshit social media identity. But this kind of identity, what he's talking about, man, this, this consistency is, have you, have you developed an identity for yourself that whatever you say to yourself and even out loud, your actions follow. See the thing about it is man man, when you stay consistent when you stay consistent you develop one of the most powerful forces and that's momentum but there's a scary thing about momentum a lack of momentum too see the momentum part of it is when you when you get it going man it can it could be a powerful force but dude when you when you lose that consistency when you, when you stop feeding the machine then you lose that consistency then you lose that momentum And when you have that lack of momentum, what was rolling at one time rolls back over you. Peter writes, consistency is your competitive edge. You want a competitive edge in this business? Consistency, continuously showing up. See, there's a lot of talented flakes out there. They're not consistent. But there's some not so skillful salesmen, not so really uh, innately great salesmen, good salesmen at that, yet they're consistent. Consistent. And they're tenacious as shit, dude. They keep showing up. And that consistency is what's giving them that competitive edge. That's what keeps your momentum going. That's what keeps momentum at your side. You always want momentum at your side. But momentum is not about doing things based on your feelings it's doing things based on your feelings see your feelings if you let your your feelings dictate what you do man you shit ain't nothing good about doing that you're never gonna feel like doing the hard things but if you do things with that consistency because it's all based on your fuelings that every single day no i don't feel like doing this but i gotta feed the machine i gotta fuel it that's that consistency man and that's that momentum and the last one that we're going to talk about is repetition and deliberate practice. This one's huge, too. Hey, hell, all of them are huge, but this one's big, too. Salespeople, man, we, 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 we're repetitious, all right? You, you bombed your press presentation. You don't handle that objection well. You skip steps in your process. And you keep repeating the same dumb shit over and over again. That, my friend, is repetitious insanity. It's the repetitious, man. The repetition is what you need in sales. Sales reps is everything, man, because what you need to do is the only way that you're going to truly get better is get out there, get out of the classroom and go get your ass kicked. Go get scraped across the lot a few times. Go get backhanded by a customer, hung up, burned off on the customer over and over again. Have people, have your peers laugh at you, all that kind of shit, dude. But that's the reps that you need. Fail, fall, rise, and then grow. You need the reps. You need the reps. That's one thing that I love about car sales is is because you'll have three or four reps right then and there in a day, but then you have 20 reps on the phone calls because you're trying to set up appointments for that day and and later on in the week and tomorrow and all that. But then you, all, you also got about 20 mental reps that you need to take too. It's the reps. And that's what I love about the car business is it's reps, reps, reps. It's different. The car business is different because you got the reps and the reps are what make you more skillful versus like something, let's say like real estate. Real estate's harder in the sense because the buying cycle's longer. It takes longer. And when you're starting off, you don't have as many clients. And when you don't have as many reps, when you don't have as many clients, you're not as skillful. You're not as polished. You don't have that edge. It's that continuous edge. Yes, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing in the sense that you get the experience, but then it's also a curse because you got to get your ass handed to you 75% of the time. You lose 75% of the time, but that 25%, man, it pays off. That's what it pans out to be. That's why I like the the fast-selling, repetitious uh, uh, professions that we have in sales. So whether it's selling cars, dude, you're selling shoes, selling shit at Best Buy or Zales, it don't matter, man. It's all sales. It's the reps, 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 reps. That's what gets you the experience, but the experience is not enough. It's what you do with those reps. See, what you do with those reps, man, some of them result in a sale and all of them result in learning. Well, they're supposed to result in learning. But instead of just saying, oh, fuck it and go on to the next one. No. What are you doing deliberately to rework on those things? So you're taking those reps and you're reworking them in your mind. In other words, you're putting specific key areas that you need to improve on. And let me tell you something. Even if you did it perfect in your mind there's improvement. There's always improvement in everything that you do. But what you gotta do is, man, you gotta take time to work on these things. And the time to work on these things is not with the next customer, it's in between the next customer. So dude, when you're walking across the parking lot, when you're driving on your way home, you rehearse, you go back over that time where the customer said, eh, where, 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 where he said, no, not today, I'm not buying uh, I'm not buying today. I just wanted to get my trade appraised and hung up in your face. We'll rework that. Work it back over in your mind. Where you get to that point, and then what should you have said? How could you have kept the customer on the on the phone? Man, you got to role play with yourself. You got to go over different scenarios, play customer and you uh, and the salesperson flipping back and forth. If you got somebody else that you can bounce it off of, have you boo, go over the, uh, be the customer and you, you role play with them and then let them give you customer feedback, man. This is with customer years. This is what it sounds like to me. This sounds like total bullshit. See, those are the kind of things that you, that you need to hear so that way you can deliberately practice in between the customers. Hell, when this this weekend today, as a matter of fact, when you get home, man, while you're waiting for your for for your uh, your Popeyes box to heat up in the microwave, man, do a walk around uh, on your coffee table as if it's a sixty thousand dollar vehicle. See, your subconscious doesn't know what's the difference between real and fake. But what you got to do is you got to deliberately practice on those things, working on those techniques, working on those areas of improvement. That way, man, what you do is you, you learn. You learn over and over again deliberately because there's no way you can learn in a classroom setting. So much of what you learn in sales is through experiences. So much of what you learn in life is through experiences, is through the repetition and then deliberately working and, and practicing on the things that didn't quite come together. That's four big ones. That's four huge ones. So let's start on those four. Work on those four today. Which one of those four Are they three of them? Are they two of them? Are they one of them? What things do you need to work on on just those four? And tomorrow we'll catch the next four. I'll catch you back here next time on The Sales Light. Hey, thanks for catching the show. Subscribe so that you never miss another episode. Also, share your feedback and show suggestions with me at thesaleslife1 at gmail.com. That's thesaleslife, the number one, at gmail.com. And share the episode with others. And I'd really love you long time if you'd rate and leave a quick review of the show. This will help get the word out. Remember this, no matter what happens in life, life's all negotiable. And the greatest sale that you'll ever make is to sell you on you because you're more than enough. I'll catch you back here next time on the Sales Life.